This week's parsha, Parshas Yisrael. Parshas Yisrael. The highlight of the parsha, of course, is the Aseris Adibris, Kabbalah Satira. The beginning, the opening salvo of the Aseris Adibris, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes and says, one of the most famous psukim in the Torah. Anochi Hashem Alekecha. I am Hashem. Asher Itzaysicha Meretz Mitzrayim, who took you out of Mitzrayim. There's a sefer called Medrash Plia. Medrash Plia is a medrash, a book of a sefer of all the medrashim, an anthology of medrashim throughout throughout all of the Medrashim that we have, and there are many. A lot of the Medrashim are easier to understand or more palatable to us. And some are these Medrashim that are completely enigmatic, mysterious, very, very difficult to decipher. The emphasis that all Medrashim are difficult to decipher. Even if we think we understand even the Pshuta Shal Mikra, we don't. There's many, many layers beneath every Chazal that needs to be explained and needs to be understood. But then there are Medrashim that the ear accepts at least a little or a lot. And then there are some that completely shatter the eardrum. We're not able to understand at all in a simple manner what the Medrash is talking about. And of course, throughout history, there's been a lot of brilliant people. And when they find such a medrash plea, it's a challenge. It's like lahavdil, you know, it's like a, it's something that, it's a puzzle that needs to be figured out. And so there's svarim called medrash plea, and these svarim have the medrash, and then there are the commentaries to try to explain, to give us heads or tails about what the medrash means. There's a medrash on this pasuk, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha, Kasher Shoma Moshe Anoichi Hashem Lekecha. When Moshe Rabbeinu heard the Rabbeinu Shalom say, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha, Birech Shaloya Sani Goy. He made a bracha that we say every morning in the Birchaz HaShachar, Shaloya Sani Goy. Baruch Hashem, the Rabbeinu Shalom did not make me a guy. Strange medrash. It's a medrash plea. What's the shaykhis? Anoichi Hashem lo'ikecha. Oh, shalaya sani gai. So I saw a harifa stick of shat in the Sefer Imre Tzadikim, which I'll share with you, but that's not going to be the main part of the shmoz. It's just as an introduction, as, a, as an appetizer. He says like this, there's a famous kasha that a lot of the Mepharshim ask. The Sasemis brings this kasha. Why does it say, That I took you out of Mitzrayim. Isn't there a more elementary uh, greeting that the Rabbi Nishayim could have introduced himself by? I am not that took you out of Mitzrayim. That's the Rabbi Nishayim's big claim to fame. Try this one on for size. I'm the Rebbein I created you. You know, it's like a parent coming to a child and, you know, they haven't seen each other in a long time and the child doesn't recognize the parent. So the parent says, oh, I'm the person that drove you to yeshiva every day. <laughs> That's nice. But say who you are. You're my parent. I took you out of Mitzrayim. What about Asher Barosicha? What about the fact that you created me that you don't talk about? And the pshat that's given in the Svasemes Taka says this pshat is that there's a Gemara in Erevin. The Gemara in Erevin, Dafyod Gimel Medbez says that for two and a half long years there was a debate, a philosophical debate, an existential debate between Beishamah and Beishelel 
asking a question. Is it or is it Would it have been better for man to have been created than not to be created? Or would it have been better for man to have not been created than to have been created? It's a very, very essential question. It's a question of our, our very existence. Is our being in this world, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it a good thing that we're here, or if we had not been here, would that, been, would that have been even better? And there was a machlekes beishami and beisoel for many years, two and a half years. And the Gemara says, Nimnu v'gamru, they decided that really it's better for man to have never been created. It would have been better had none of us been born, had this room been completely empty, it would have been better than the fact that we have this, these people in this room. Now that we're here, we have to try to do our best. We got to do what we can. But really it would have been better had we not been born. Ayin v'mefarshim v'rusel Salanta brings in our Yisrael what this means. I mean, the Rabbi himself sort of weighed in in this question. The Rabbi said by the Bria Sa'adam, it was a good thing that man was created. And here Chazal are debating, is it better for man to have been born, not been born? What do you mean? The Rabbi Shalom asking that it's good, it's a good thing. Rabbi Shalom says, of course, in theory for a tzaddik, Tzadikim is unquestionably a good thing for them to be. But what about the rest of us? The rest of us with our Yetzirahs that drive us crazy and that try to bring us down and every day is a struggle and a challenge and a Nisayan. What about us? Is it a bit, would, with us with our whole peckle, with our Averis and our Taivas and our Chemdis and all the whole thing, is, would it have been better for us not to have been born than to have been born? And that's a shaila that existed, and the, the psak is that it's better had we not been created. So, the Sasemis says, that's the pshat, why the Rabbi Yishlam introduces himself to us, on I took you out of Mitzrayim. What about the fact that you created me? You didn't say that you created me? The Torah says the Rabbi Shalom is not bragging about the fact that he created us because it would have been better had, he, had we not been created. The Rabbi Shalom is not patting himself on the back. Oh, I created you. Creation is not a good thing for most of us. It would have been better had we not been created. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, He avoids the elephant in the room about creating us because that's sort of like, that, that's the third rail. We don't want to touch that. But the fact that he took us out of Mitzrayim, that's unquestionably a fact. That's what happened. And he was proud of that fact. And we should be makirtayv to him for that. So the Imre Tzadikim says, to explain this Medrash Plia, why Moshe Rabbeinu would bench Shaloya Sani Gai when he heard he says, very good. Because there's another famous question, besides for the Svasemis, there's a famous question, why do we say in the negative, Shalayasani Gai, wouldn't it have been a nicer bracha had we said, Shasani Yisrael? Keep it positive. Why do we have to like knock the Gaiim all the time and say, ah, Shalayasani Gai? Keep it, let's keep it clean, let's keep it positive, let's keep it politically correct. Let's say a nice barakata Hashem Shasani Yisrael. That would be a nice, safe bracha. There wouldn't be any crusades because of such a bracha. There would be no anti-Semitism because of such a bracha. Keep it clean. Keep it positive. Let's not talk about the guy. Let's talk about the Yidden. Shasani Yisrael. And the Teretz says because the Rabbeinu Shalom saw that it wasn't good for most of us to have been created, and therefore for us. To make a bracha, Shasani Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, you created us and we're Jews. It's not a bracha. Can't make a bracha like that because it's not really such a good thing for most of us to have been created. Like the Sasema says. And so when the Rabbinic Shalom said, Hashem Sicha, and he did not say Sicha, that means, that it was better that we had not been created. And so that's why he didn't make the bracha of Shasani Yisrael. But he made a bracha, Shalaya Sanigai. 
You can't say a bracha that I positively was created because that's not a good thing. I know one thing for sure that I'm not a guy. That I can be makritai for. But to say shasani Yisrael can't say that because the Rabbi Shalom didn't say that. And that's how he explains this medrash plea. To my mind, I'm not an Eloi, and I'm not so sharp, but I don't even think that this is a medrash plea. Listen to the words of the Pasuk. Anoichi Hashem Elekecha. The Rabbi Shalom is saying something very, very profound in these three words. I am Hashem. That's a very profound thing that we know that the Rabbi Shalom, that's a, that's a mitzvah say of knowing that there's being Yedeya, that there's a Rabbi Shalom in the world. But the Rabbi Shalom doesn't say Anoichi Hashem, period. Or Anoichi Hashem Ha'alekim. The Rabbi Shalom says something remarkable. The Rabbi Shalom says, Anoichi Hashem Elekecha. I am Hashem, your God. Which means that the Rabbi Shalom is not saying a statement, a general statement of introduction, that I am Hashem, God of the earth. That's not what the Rabbi Shalom said. The Rabbi Shalom said, and you have to be medayik in the diktok of the Pasuk, Anoichi Hashem Elekecha. I am your God. I am your Hashem. And you know what that means? That means that the Rabbi Shalom is Kairi Shem at this point in history on Klal Yisrael B'Muchad. He is now the Rabbi Shalom of the Jews. He's not the Rabbi Shalom anymore, Kaviyachal. He's not the Melech of the entire world that he, of course, he is. He created the world. He's Mahava the Bria. Everything is with the Rabbi Shalom's Das and Ratzlin. But in terms of who the Rabbi Shalom chooses to be Kareya Shemon, the Rabbi Shalom calls himself Hashem Elokei Yisrael. We say that Hashem Elokei Yisrael Melech. The Rabbi Shalom is the God of the Jews. He's our the, He's our Rabbi Shalom. He took. He was Misalik his shame from the Goyim. He says, now I am your God. I am not the God anymore of the Goyim. Of course I am. But in terms of me, who do I identify with? Who do I love? Who do I side with? Who do I care about? Who do I appreciate? You! I am your Rabbi Yisrael. Hashem I am your Hashem. I have chosen you to love and to be one with. And when Moshe Rabbeinu heard this, when Moshe Rabbeinu heard as the Medrash Plia quote unquote says, Moshe Rabbeinu was left with no choice but to be full of such hakaris hataiv that the Rabbeinu Shalom is on our team, as it were. That the Rabbeinu Shalom loves us, that he took us, that he chose us to love and to care for and to side with. That he says, Shalai Yassani Gai, Baruch Hashem, that I'm not a guy. This is a bracha that's very hard for a lot of us to make. And the reason why it's a hard bracha to make, uh, you know, it's an easy bracha to make if we daven up all, all the brachas like we do without thinking. It's very easy to say. But for us to really believe, you know, the Chavetz Chaim used to, before he made this bracha of Shalaya Sani Gai, he would stop. We don't stop for anything. We're like a, like a locomotive, like shooting through the gate and like we don't stop until the last Kaddish and, you know, and then we're out the door. Chavetz Chaim actually stopped for a second before he said Shleia Sanigai and he asked himself, and if you look in the Alei Shur, it's interesting, he says this is Stam, he doesn't bring this from the Chavetz Chaim, but he says this, Stam is an Eitzah or as a, as a Musarvart. He looks at all the Birchas HaShachas as like a, like a 15 point inspection. When you're making a Bracha Shleia Sanigai, it's not just a, a statement, it's a question. Am I Taka a Yid? The Chavetz Chaim is a stop, and before, he wouldn't make the bracha until he was sure that he didn't have any guy within him. If he felt that he was at all mushfa in a guyish way, he wouldn't make the bracha. He can't make the bracha. 
Shalayasani Gai, Revolvi says, ask yourself if there's a shtick guy in you. And you're going to say, what are you talking about? My lineage is pure. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if a person is mushva from the Gayim, and don't tell me that none of us are mushva from the Gayim. Don't tell me that we are lily white, that we are, you know, like the driven snow in terms of we're pure yidden. If a person wants to say that, then you have to first tell me that Sunday feels like Tuesday. Does Sunday feel to us like Tuesday on, on a Sunday? Don't we feel a little bit like Sunday? You know, it's a day that we play ball. It's a day that we kick back. It's not, you know, you don't have to learn so much. You don't have to do so much. It's just a Sunday. Where is this Muslim? You know, it's a there's no Sunday. You know, it's a it's a regular work day. It's a regular day. The fact that we feel Sunday, you know, that's a day that in theory we could buy the Sunday time and sit with a coffee and like, and you know, and that's a normal, that's a normal event on a Sunday means that we have a guy in us. Means that we're a mushfa. If we don't, if we enjoy like, you know, walking through the city during the, you know, the winter season by the, the Chaga of the Gayim, you know, and enjoying the fest, the fest of lights and the spirits, then we can't say really B'Shem Malchus that Shalei guy because we have a little bit of a guy in us. It's inevitable living in, in Galos that, you know, we feel this. I don't want to bring up, you know, anything, you know, too real, but like last Sunday, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, everyone in the, I'm not saying, I know there was a lot of people by the Super Mishmar here, Baruch Hashem, but the fact that we have to make a Super Mishmar, shouldn't that say something to us that there's a shtick guy in us? Is it something that's completely not on the radar screen? Is it something that even if we didn't watch, we listened to, or we were interested in knowing who won? Meshach Rabbeinu at Har Sinai, when he heard Anoichi Hashem Alekecha was full of such pride to be a Yid. The Rabbeinu chose me. He made me distinct and different and unique amongst the Goyim. At Kidei Kachler in his tefillin, it says, Mi Kamcha Yisrael Gayechad Baaretz. If the Rabbeinu has pride in Kla Yisrael, and he took us as an am over all the other amim. That means that Moshe Rabbeinu says, Wow! Ich bin Ayid! I'm Jewish! I'm not a guy! If I was a guy, Nebuchadnezzar, the guy am that they don't have a Rabbeinu Shalom. That the Rabbeinu Shalom doesn't have that same ava, that same care. The Rabbeinu Shalom is not on his team. Only a Klai Yisrael had... The Rabbi Shalom do Isis and Maisim, take him out of Mitzrayim, give him a Torah, bring him into Eretz Yisrael, and do all of the wonderful things that the Rabbi Shalom does for his Ben Yachid, for Klal Yisrael. That's what it means to be to be Beirach Shaloy Asani Gai. When we're able to be Zaycheh, to hear tomorrow in the Torah, I am your God. I'm not the God of everybody else. They could worship me all they want. And we might think that, you know, Gayim are great, and we're, we're all, you know, everyone has their own religion. I, you know, in my, in my, when I was a kid, I went to a dentist in Long Beach. And he was a Yid, he was, he was married outside of the faith, a very nice guy. Anyway, one thing I remember from this dentist is that, you know, it's very important the artwork that you put opposite the dent, you know, the patient at, on the dental chair because you're sitting and staring at that painting or whatever it is for a long time while your, you know, cavities are being drilled and while you're going through untold pain, you know, you just focus on that picture. So, you know, my dentist today has a nice, simple picture, whatever, a Monet, and it's fine. You look at it, it's relaxing. But this dentist had, it was one of those posters that are framed, you know, the big posters with a thin frame around it. And there was a picture, I'll never forget, there was a picture of a, a drawing of like a shul, and then next door was a mosque, and then a church, and then some something else, some Hindu thing, Lahavdil. And it says on it, in my father's home, there are many rooms. In my father's home, there are many rooms. And it's, it's Lashitase, because he, he didn't marry a Yid, he married outside the face, so I guess he had to, you know, he had to, you know, believe this. So he put this, and I have to stare at this kfirah 
mamish, you know, hours and hours and hours of my, my formative years. But that's what people believe. People believe. And I'm sorry if I'm not being politically correct, and I'm sorry if what I'm saying is not, you know, is not, is not necessarily for public consumption, but we're B'nai Tyre here, and we can understand what I'm saying, hopefully. And I'm not, it's not my own battle. This is all, I could show this all from Gedele Hadayris. It's not the shot that, you know, they worship a God, and we worship a God, and so, but there's all, we all believe in the same God, and you know, it's all wonderful, it's just we chose a different religion than they did, we chose a different Mahalach, but the Rabbi Yisrael loves us all equally. That's not true. The Rabbi Yisrael says that you are my people, I have chosen you, and I'm not choosing anyone else. And I love you, and I've chosen you, and I exalt in you. You are special to me. There's no other Goyim that could claim that. They might worship God, and maybe they get credit for worshiping God if it's the right God, and if it's one God. If it's not, they're not, they're not dealing out by the Zara. If they're doing it in a kosher or Eifen, then maybe they get some, some points for that. But to say that they are... They're, they're a religion and we're a religion. We have to, you know, give them equality and treat the, obviously we have to treat everybody respectfully. But to be machshiv kilo, their religion and our religion are the same. That's why the Gedalim were always very much against these conferences where you, you have, you know, rabbis and there's priests and then there's uh, imams and there's everybody is schmoozing and debating and, and, and having a fabrengen together. They're very much against that. Because what you're doing is you're tacitly implying that there is a credibility to their religion, A, and that Kila were all the same, and we just have a different religion. But other than that, we worship the same God, and we're all religious people sharing the same beliefs. It's not true. It's also to say that. We are unique. We are an Amma Nivcha. And when we run after the Goyim, and when we're so attracted to their culture and their heroes and their stars and their, their athletes and we're fans and we wear a t-shirt and we wear a cap that says about these Goyim, what we're basically saying is we don't want to be the Amanivcha. I'd rather just be like everybody else. I'm not proud to be a Yid. Or if I am, I'm happy to be a Yid on my terms, but in general I want to be an American Yid. I want to be a Yid that has you know, that's able to put on film in the morning and then watch the Super Bowl in the afternoon. And that's contrary to the brach of Shalayasani Gai. Shalayasani Gai, to be a Yid, is, is a wonderful thing to be a member of. And membership has its privileges, but it has its responsibilities. And it has a certain oil and an omachashamayim that comes with it. And you have to be misalic yourself. You have to pull yourself away from the Goyim if you want to really be a Yid. You can't make a Bracha Shalei guy if you don't really believe it. If you don't really want it. Or you want it on your terms. Shalei guy means that I don't want to be a guy in any way. Because I'm a Yid. The Rabbi Shalom chose me and he loves me and I want to be a Yid through and through. An Erlach Yid. A Tzmimus Yid. And a Yid. Ki'il like if my great great grandfather would see me he'd be proud of me. Not that he wouldn't recognize me, or he would run away from me. This is a Mishnah in Abish. The Mishnah in Abish says in Parakimal, Mishnah Yodalad, Chavivin Yisrael, Shenikro, Bonim Lamakin, Shenemar, Bonim Atim Lashem Lakechem. Kla Yisrael is beloved. Chavivin, we're, we're lucky, and we're loved, and we're beloved. Because the Rabbi Shalom calls us our son, his son. What does he call his son? What it means is that he, he was miyachid us as his son, as his ben yachid in the world, and there's nobody else that can claim that. Nobody that can claim that. We are, everyone else was created by the Rabbi Shalom, the Rabbi Shalom is mashkiach over them, but to say that we're, that they're his ben and his ben yachid, they can't claim that. Only Yisrael. We're Zaycha and Harsinai to be Banim Makim. Rupinkis gives a great mushal for this. 
how we are not only his ben, but his ben yachid, his beloved, he cares, he watches us. Amongst the billions of people in the world, which is such a small percentage of the people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about and watches and loves. Says, to a person who has a son learning in yeshiva. Son learning in yeshiva. So let's say he learns in Lander College. And he comes in one day, surprise visit, dad's here. And dad comes in and he's looking for his yankala. And he looks around the base medrash, he's excited to see, you know, his son learning with his chavrusa. Yankel's not in the base medrash. So he goes over to the mashkiach, and he says, Oh, Rabbi Bamberger, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you? Good. By the way, did you see Yankel around? So, mashkiach knows that Yankel is not doing so well. He's not in the base medrash, he hasn't been in the base medrash for a while. Probably not going to be there for a while either. And, so Rabbi Bamberger says to this father, says, you know, Yankel is not here, but look at all the guys that are here. Baruch Hashem, the base medrash is knocking, we're rolling, it's amazing, we're operating on all cylinders, it's great, listen to the Kol look at all the 150, 200 guys that are here. So what's the father going to say? I don't care about these 200 guys. Where's Yankel? And let's say he has another son, Yeshiva Shimon. So I say to him, all right, you know what, Yankel is not here, but Shimon's here. What's he going to say to me? Oh, good, Baruch Hashem. Where's Yankel? That's how we are to the Rabbi Shalom. The Rabbi Shalom sees a crowded world, but all he cares about is his Yankel. All he cares about is his Klal Yisrael. That's all he cares about. It's a very hard thing for our ears to hear because it's something that's so contrary to what we want to believe or what we were brought up believing. And it's so contrary perhaps to the, you know, the equal rights and the everyone has to be the same that America and the world expects today. And the political correctness, which is, it is what it is. And it's very arresting. With political correctness, you can't really say even what the Ashkafa Satira is. But this is the Ashkafa Satira. And you know, during the year, we don't really get a chance to speak about it so much. But on Yontif, on Yontif, we go full throttle. Every tefillah on Yontif, we say clearly, it's so politically incorrect. If anyone has kavan of what they're saying... People would not ever claim, you know, you wouldn't, you'd be embarrassed to say this, you know, in any public forum in, that Goyim are there. But this is what we say every Yantif, every single person. <laughs> you, Rabbi Yisrael, have chosen us over all of the nations of the world. <laughs> and you have exalted us. You loved us, and you want us, you desire us, we're your Yankala. You care about us and us alone. You uplifted us before and above all of the other languages, all the other cultures, all the other people of the world. You are us with mitzvahs. etc., etc. You are Makadish us. Literally. You married us. At Matan Taira, Chazal tell us. It's a Kedushin. You chose us. You know what Kedushin means? That you... What does it mean to be Makadish somebody? Kedushim to you, Prushim to you. When I'm Makadish my wife, what I'm saying is, you are mine and you are not allowed to be with anybody else. You are mine. That's what the Rabbi Shalom was saying. I'm taking you for mine. You're not allowed to be with anybody else, and I'm not allowed to be with anybody else. There's a loyalty and a fidelity to one another. That's a relationship. There's a bond that cannot be severed between the Rabbi Shalom and Klai Yisrael that takes place when he says, He chose us, and it's no backsies. No matter what Klai Yisrael does, we can never, ever be divorced from the Rabbi Shalom. Ever. Even when it seems like we are, it's just, 
He's coming back even when we're in Gaulus, but he still loves us. Even here in America circa 2012, he loves us. He cares about us. He watches us. We're his wife. He was Makadishas by Mantaira. Now why was he Makadishas? Why did he choose us? Why us over all the other people of the world? What makes us special? We look like everybody else. It's an amazing thing. A yid looks like other people. Isn't that interesting? There are other people of the world that, you know, you could tell right away certain people that they're, that they're a part of a certain ummah. A yid sort of, if he goes to Russia, he looks Russian. If he's in America, if a person takes off his yarmulke, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and you can put on a, a, a suit and a tie and go on the train and, you know, people might not even know that you're Jewish. We don't look Jewish necessarily. Some of us may be more than others, but we could, we sort of take the shape of the container that we're in. So what is it that's miyachet us? Why did you choose us? What does it mean that we were chosen? For what reason? So Pashas, you're going to say to me, well, we were the only ones that wanted the Torah. The Rabbani Shalom, the Gemara says in Avayi Zara, he went to all the Umais, and he offered the Torah to all of them. They all turned them down. Klai Yisrael took it. So that's what made us the Amanifar. And the Ramban Taka says, if you want to look in the Ramban, at the beginning of his Sabrocha, where it speaks about all of this, when the Rabbani Shalom Hashem um, when, when all these psukim that describe all these psukim that went to different nations and they turned them down says the Ramban says such a lotion when all the nations didn't want the Torah that was a big schus for us but that's not Rabbi Say why we were chosen don't think well you know it was like a process of elimination it could, it could have been the Arabs had they taken the Torah it could have been the Christians had they taken the Torah it could have been uh, you know the, the Chinese but Baruch Hashem they turned them down we took it we won that's not the reason it's much earlier this love affair between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbi Yisrael started much much earlier this is the Therish of Pasuk in Parshas Ekev. In Parak Yod Pasuk Tesvav it says, Rak Hashem Only in your forefathers, Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov, the Rabbani Shalom had Cheshek for. He loved them. You know what it means to have Cheshek? Cheshek means more than love. Cheshek means, Cheshek means, you know, and you'll excuse the terminology. Cheshek means when a person has a crush on somebody. You know, you can you can get married to somebody without a crush. You can, but some you have a crush on somebody. What's mean a crush on somebody? I can't live without this other person. I'm obsessed in my avo. The Rebbeinu had such cheshek, such a a desire at every moment for the aves hakadoshim, and because of that, pasuk says. Why are we the Amanivchar? Why were we chosen because of this cheshek, this ava that the Rabbani Shalom has for our forefathers, for Avram and for Yitzchak and Yaakov? That's what the legacy, the ava and the bechira, the Rabbani Shalom, I can't take anybody else but you. You are the only people I want because I love that Cheshek so much for your forefathers that you are their descendants. Wow! And that's why, by the way, when we damage Shemana Esrei, what do we say? We start off, we don't say, you know, just start right away. Tefillah. Baruch atah Hashem elekeinu elekei v'seinu. Elekei Avram, elekei Yitzhak, elekei Yaakov. Why do we have to give this whole introduction? The Hashem doesn't know who we are. Because there's nothing in the world that could give us a better forte into the generosity and the love to open up all of the treasure houses of Rachmanis, of compassion and of love than by mentioning in the Avis. That's why the bracha is called Avis. Just the mere mention of Ram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Chashak! I chose you 
you might not be perfect, but your yichus is unreal. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, I love them. You're, you're an Eniko, ooh, I'm going to give you everything. It's a legacy from the Abbas, the Bechira, that the Rabbi Shalom chose us. It's already from the Abbas. There's a Pasuk in Parashas Veschan, and if you remember nothing from today's Shemuz, except for this Ramban that I'm going to quote you, this Ramban is a Ramban that any time I tell it to somebody, they're blown away. You have to remember this Ramban. Listen to this Pasuk first. Ki am kadesh atal Hashem lekecha. You are a nation holy to the Rabbi Nishoyim. Becha bacha Hashem lekecha liyes leilam segula mikalamim. Hashem chose you to be an am segula, my Shabbat Nishoyim says, a treasured nation from amongst all of the nations of the world. Asher apnei adama. Why? What's the answer? Why did you choose us? Give the pesuk in patience. Loy meruvcha mikalamim. Not because you're the most populous of nations. You're not. How many Chinese are there? Uh, over a billion Chinese people. How many Indians? How many Pakistanis? And how many Jews? A couple of million? How many Jews are there in the world? A few million. Not so many. Six million, ten million, I don't know. There are people with billions of people in the world. We're a smallest nation. Already back then, we were the smallest nation we still are today. That's why the world always like is nishtaymim. They're like, they don't understand. How is it possible the Jewish people, you know, every year, how many Nobel Prize winners are there, you know, for, that are Jews? A disproportionate number. How is it that, you know, Kali Eretz Israel, it's the high-tech capital of the world, Kimat. What's going on over there? A couple of Jews. We're the smallest nation, but we are a great nation. We're a nation that defies our numbers, defies our size, defies all odds. I chose you to take you out of Mitzrayim because I love you. I chose you because I love you. That's not a good reason. The Ramban is aiming on this right away. The Ramban jumps up and says, what are you talking about? You don't give me a reason. It's like, yeah, you know, somebody asks you, uh, oh, Mazel Tov, you're engaged. Why'd you, uh, why'd you choose this girl? Tell me, tell me some qualities about the girl. Okay, I love her. You love her? Okay, that's, that's nice, but why do you love her? You didn't answer the question. Do you love her because, you know, she's smart, because she has a great personality, because whatever. Tell me a reason why you love her. The pastor doesn't say. He chose me because he loves me. What's going on over here? That's a reason? That's, that's a, that's a tight saw of the reason. But what's the core reason why the Rabbi Hashem chose us to love us? You know what the Ramban says? He says an unbelievable yisait in life. The Ramban says like this. Just see the Lushan inside. It doesn't say why he loves us. He just says that he chose us to love. Because This Ramban Mamish, we have to blow up this Ramban. And laminate it and keep it. The Ramban says, you know who I love? Let's say I'm talking, let's continue the muscle of the boy and girl dating. Who do I choose to love? I have to love somebody that could tolerate me. She might be a great girl. She might be everything that I'm looking for. But if I know that she's not going to be able to tolerate me, who I am, I can't marry her. I can't love her. Only somebody that's able to be saival me, saival the love, I can marry. If I'm, let's say, a very sloppy type of person, and I every day I take my socks off, and instead of putting it in a hamper, I throw it on the floor. And I barely shower, and I barely shave, and I do, I'm really like a slob. And I'm going out with a girl, and she is like a neat freak. Everything by her has to be clean and perfect, and everything is just so. 
and she can't take a mess. Her room is always perfect and her bed is always made and her desk is always spotless. So she might be a great girl, but I'm not marrying her because, not because I don't like her, because I know that she's not going to be able to like me. I have to figure, I have to find somebody that we get along and she could tolerate me. She could put up with me, the good and the bad, everything. We can have a normal relationship because she'll tolerate my love. The Ramban says no other people in the world could tolerate the love of the Rabbi Nishraim. You need to be a certain type of person to tolerate the Rabbi Nishraim. To be an Amanivchar means that you have to be a special, devoted, dedicated individual. Chazal tell us that there are Gimel Azenheim. There are three beings in the world that are stubborn. And we look at that as a pejorative. Oh, he's a stubborn guy. And you know what? Klal Yisrael, they say dogs, I think is the Klavim are the Azim Sheba Behemais, other type of, and Yisrael is the Azim Sheba Umais. Amongst all the nations, Klal Yisrael is a real stubborn nation. And that's a terrible thing, right? No. That's a great thing. We have to be stubborn. If we're not stubborn, we would never get through this Golis. The Rabbi Nishraelam, to be the Amman Nivchar, you know how much we suffered for that title? You know how many pogroms and inquisitions were because of the Goyim's wrath? That we are the Amanivchar, we are brazen enough to call ourselves the Amanivchar. You're the Amanivchar. I'll show you who the Amanivchar is. And that's why all the nations try to put us down and oppress us and kill us and torture us. This is the Amanivchar and they would laugh at us. And the answer is yes, we are. Because we're able to come out of that matzav stronger and more committed. Normal nations would break under the pressure. Call yourself for some reason gets stronger. And that's why the Rabbi Hashem chose us because to be an Amanivchar, you have to be tenacious. You have to be strong and stubborn in the love. And there's Tzukim and Shirashirim that describe their Klai Yisrael in this way, how we're stubborn to the death for the love of the Rabbi Nishleilam. And only Klai Yisrael could do this. He could, he could have chosen other nations, but they would have buckled under the pressure. They'd run away. Klai Yisrael is a nation who rejoices with the Yisurim that we suffer for the Rabbi Nishleilam. The Kleisenberger Rebbe one of the great heroes of the, of the Holocaust. It's a Yid who himself lost his wife and 11 children and who turned everything around after, after he left the Holocaust. Miraculously, he, he escaped. He started a new family, a Hasidus that numbers in the thousands. He started communities in Eretz Yisrael and in America. Mifal Ashas, an amazing Yid, the Kleisenberger Rebbe. And he used to tell a story over that there was a Yid that came to him from, they were in the camps together. He was a Lithuanian Yid and he had a skill. He was a metal worker, which means that he was able to work and to make, to meld and to weld metal. And this is a very valuable omnis to have in the camps because not everybody knew how to do it and the Nazis needed people that knew how to, how to work with metal. Rahman al-Utsan for all the things that they used metal for. And he got special privileges. He was able to walk around without so much, you know, so much, uh, supervision. And he was able to even smuggle food in for the other inmates. Anyway, he went over one day to the Kleisberg Rebbe and says, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be like everybody else that's carrying logs. You know, the most simple labor that we could. Well, I'll carry logs instead of being a metal worker. And the Kleisberg Rebbe said, why? You should be the luckiest guy in the world that you know how to do this. Look how, look at the privileges that you get. And you're not going to get shot so quickly. They need you. He says, no, I can't. Why not? Because to work with metal on Shabbos involves many isurim dairaisa. You have to, there's havara, and there's all types of things that you have to, you know, do on Shabbos. That's mamish isurim dairaisa that I, that they're making me do. He says, schlepping logs, it's a caramelist. It's at best. It's a, these are Yisurim der Abonin. These are not major. These are not Yisurim der Rice. These are Yisurim der Abonin. And I don't want to... Do, he says, you have to do it. But I mean, how would you not be able to do it? How are you going to stop? Let's say, I would say, it's okay. He said, I already have a plan. 
I work with scalding hot water as part of the process of you know, fixing these metals. I'm going to pour the scalding hot water all over my hands and so my hands are not going to be able to be usable for the fine metal work that you need hands that are, that are very able. And the Kleisenberg Rebbe said, absolutely not, I forbid you from doing this. And he went back and he continued doing his metal work despite the Yisurim Daraisa. But the Kleisenberg Rebbe used to say after the war that this was Mechazek the after the Chartonim look at what a Yid is. Look at what the Amanivchar is. Look at what it means that we're Yidin. Look at what we're able to do. Because the Rabbi Shalom chose us, he loves us, we were able to tolerate his love. That's why the Kesher is there. When we are able to do things for the Rabbi Shalom, again, it's not easy to wake up every morning for davening. And it's not easy to learn Torah. And it's not easy to do all the mitzvahs. And it's not easy to keep Shabbos always. And it's not easy, a lot of things are not so easy when we show Messiris Nefesh that we're able to be Saival the Ava, then we earn the title of Amanibchar and we're proud of it. The more we give the Rabbi Shalom, the more the love is fostered. The more the love can give, can take root fully in our hearts. And the more we'll be happy, the more that we'll be happy to claim this coveted title in the world of being the Amanibchar. You know what Rabbi Achbar used to say? Rabbi Achbar used to say that when I make the bracha of Shalei Asani Gai in the morning, it says a lot of people have in mind, who do you have in mind when you make a bracha of Shalei Asani Gai? Well, Hashem, Rabbi Achbar used to say, you know, I'm not the farmer. You know, back then they had farmers around and all these shtetlach. I'm not a Gaiisha farmer, grubber farmer that's uneducated and, you know, never went to school, doesn't know what one plus one is. He just knows how to stick a shovel in the ground and, you know, make some potatoes. That's what a lot of people think when they say, Shalei Asani, who's the guy? The guy is the prosper guy, the regular guy. It says, when I make a bracha, Shalei Asani guy, I'm not thinking of those guys. I am thinking of the most hush of a guy in the world. I think of the most hush of a guy. I think of the King of England. I think of the President of the United States. I think of the biggest rock star. I think of the biggest actor and the biggest, the richest guy in the world. I think of Bill Gates. And then I say Shalai Asani guy. The lowest Jew in the world is greater than the highest guy in the world. That's just the way it is. And not because we're racist and not because we're trying to be elitist. It's just a mitzvah. And it's something that as much as we might not be so comfortable with that notion, but that's the emes. That's the ashtafas ha The Rabbi Yishlam chose us. He didn't choose us and everybody else and we're a little bit better or we're, we're just different and all the apologetics that people make when speaking about the Amanivchar to try to you know ease the Gayim's temper. The Goyim might be wonderful people and productive people and God bless them all. But a Yid's a Yid. A Yid is Al-Kulam. A Yid is a person who the Rabbi Nishayim looks at as a Ben Yachid. Chaviv and Yisrael, Nikru, Banim, Mamakim. It doesn't say that about anybody else. A Yid is a son to the Rabbi Nishayim. A Yid has the ability to understand the Rabbi Nishayim loves me and I could dive into him and I could learn with him and I could do everything together with him because we have a, a relationship that will never end and that will grow the more I give him the more he'll give me back and the more he gives for me the more I should have towards him and this, this love affair flourishes Shirashirim describes this love affair that's Paul Shirashirim it's been Mashal and Isha and Isha the Ramam says that the Shiashirim is telling you about the love between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbi Yishim. And you should know something. If you read Shiashirim, you'll see that it's not just a, you know, a fairy tale romance. It's a roller coaster. There are ups and there are downs. There are times that the Rabbi Yishim, you know, pulls us by Matan Taira. That was a, a, a height. 
a pinnacle of the relationship. A couple of days later, it comes crashing down. We were chayte with the ego. We, we gave off a putrid odor to the rabbinic shalom. Mamish at the chuppah, at Matan Taira. And then we built a mishkan again. We were back in the rabbinic shalom's good graces. And then we were kicked out of, you know, and then we went to Eretz Yisrael. We built the, we built the Beis HaMikdash. And then we were Galus Risha and Galus Ups and downs, like every stormy relationship. Relationships are not always perfect. There's ups and downs. But there's love. The love always remains from the beginning to the end of history when Mashiach comes. And that final Shira song as Shira Shirim ends off. Tashuri Meraisha Muna. There's a mountain called Emona on the borderline of Eretz Yisrael. When we come into that mountain, we're going to sing the final Shira to the Rabbanish Shalom. From the beginning of the Shira Shirim until that last Shira, it's all a Shira. There are ups and downs, but there's love. The Rabbani Shalom loves us and we love the Rabbani Shalom. We are the Amman Nivchar. Shaloya Sani Gai. Anoichi Hashem Lekecha Shaloya Sani Gai. You have to have a new Kavana in Shaloya Sani Gai. Don't have in your hearts this love for Gaiim. It's not reciprocated. As much as you think that the Gaiim love you, they don't. And as much as you think that being their fan means something to them, it doesn't. It's all a big fake-out. There's one thing in the world that means something, and that's the Ava that Klai Yisrael has with the Rabbi That's the only thing that should matter to us. All of these other things are all Hebel Havolim. It's all Shtusim. These are pastimes that are not our national pastimes. They're Goyim's national pastimes. And it's good that they have their national pastimes. That's not our pastime. We are Yidin. We are Miyuchad. We are holy people, and we have to make ourselves holier. And that's the bracha of Shalei Asani Gai. That's the legacy directly of the Rabbani Shalom telling us, Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha, I love you. I have chosen you. You I see are special. You're from the others, and you have the ability to tolerate my love, come what may. And now I'm asking you to come to me. I am your God, but I want you to make me your God. I want you to be miached me in your tefillin, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echa, which means that nothing else is important except the Rebbein Shalom. That's what I'm expecting from you in return. And when we can get closer to this, by making the Brach of Shalei and by feeling it, then we can cap off this Ava in an unbelievable way that the Rabbi Shalom wants to bring us weiter closer and closer and closer until the Biyaskayot Tzedek, which should be B'mheir B'yamenu. Amen, Amen. Have a wonderful Shabbos.